So, hello all, this is Blonde Haired Girl. It's super, super early in the morning on uh, the 25th of November, which is actually one of my sister's birthdays. <laughs> Tomorrow is Thanksgiving. I woke up and I was thinking about this visit I had had yesterday. See, at night, I'm blonde haired girl. <laughs> In my off hours, I'm actually building a body of work around the nature of reality. However, during the day, I have a normal job or seemingly normal job as an in-home counselor. This has been a very, very exciting endeavor for me. I cannot even say exactly how exciting it has been for me personally to have the title counselor. <clears throat> I actually got a degree in this and wanted to be a professional counselor. Um, however, I had, I had really been steered away from it unknowingly by a professor who told me that the Arizona Board of Behavioral Health are really, really a bugaboo. And she did say, you will at one point or another have to go in front of the Board of Behavioral Health in Arizona and, and defend yourself. <laughs> and it was at that time that I realized my nonconformist self, my nonconformist self that I did not think that I really wanted to get involved in stuffing myself into some box. And so I got a job at a really, really amazing agency and I'm very excited about my job. I like it. I woke up. I had a really late day yesterday. Didn't get home till after seven o'clock. Left the house at 7.30 um, in the morning. So I had a really long day and I I came home, fell asleep promptly, and I woke up really early thinking about, and I, this happens for me often, about how I've just been duped. I've been duped at a visit that I had been at that day. It's like, oh my gosh, I've been completely duped. And one of the things that, that, I'm learning about myself is this ability to sort of adapt and have a poker face and not say what I'm thinking. I have this ability to actually kind of get to the root of a problem. So I get to the root of the problem and I'm sort of testing it to see, okay, so I see the root of the problem and, and I'm, I'm alluding to it indirectly with the family because I'm not sure basically they can handle the truth. <laughs> I'm being kind of facetious. But then they also, they're not entirely happy I'm there. I mean, this isn't like 
they went to the white pages and said, you know, I'd like a counselor to come to my house. Oh no, that's not how it went down. Another agency sent us a referral and and have basically, you don't have to comply, but it is in your best interest to comply and go through this program. I mean, and it's an amazing opportunity because I work as a team. It's not just me. I'm, I'm the counselor, so I'm dealing with more of your, of your noticing, noticing the psychological issues that are happening in this moment. Like I, you know, this is where my DSM (laughs) five class really helped. My diagnostic testing class really helped because I can um, spent a little time. Oh, yes, they have a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I can, you know, not official diagnosis, but I know enough about it to to um, be able to kind of get a feel. And then in that way, I can go f- figure out, you know, what is the best course of action for this family as far as treatment, a treatment plan which in some cases, when I started this job, they already had one, but in other cases, they don't. And so I'm, I'm having conversations with them, learning about them and develop, like, and getting enough information to write a comprehensive assessment on this person. And, and then I'm writing a treatment plan based on that. And really wanting it to be meaningful for them. But I mean, in all actuality, they would prefer that we not be there. And my partner is like basically working more with the family, um, with the parenting and family issue kind of side. And I'm dealing with the psychological in some cases, pretty big mess that's in front of me. And yesterday, um, and, and there's this, there's this, you know, I wake up and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I've been duped because I guess my brain has a, a moment to really process. I don't, didn't necessarily think about it when I left the visit because I was more, concerned about getting to the next visit and then getting my children fed because I didn't get home till 7.15, not that they're not capable children, but um, it's it's nice when mom cooks dinner. And so, and so I'm more concerned about, okay, where am I going to stop, you know, and thinking about in the car, I'm thinking about Thanksgiving and, you know, what am I going to make and what am I going to do this and that? And I need a rental car next week because my car is not back yet. Those of you who know it's in the shop. But anyway, um, so I have a lot going on in my head as I'm driving home last night. So I wake up this morning and I'm, and I'm having that feeling come over me that I've been duped and and also doing a lot of self-reflection recently about my what I what I generally would call a talent of of sort of poking around 
and in a, in a round way, um, being able to to get my point across. Well, in this one particular family, I haven't. And yesterday was the biggest show of them all. It was quite, really quite astounding. Um, and I, I just want to say, do you really think that I am that stupid? But I think it's more so them partially believing that I'm gullible, but secondly, in their uncanny ability to amaze, like for me to actually believe every word that they say, that they're really good at this, that they're really good at the art of manipulation. And, and I, and so I'm, I'm, you know, in every position that we go into, we, we sort of spend a period of time trying to figure out how far can I go and really going in and saying what I see and this is what I think we need to work on and how far can I go with this? Like, what are the limits of my, of my position? And I'm not really sure what those are yet. Yesterday, I was asking my supervisor, I said, when will I in fact get business cards? Because <laughs> I don't have a business card. And she said, well, you technically have to um, get through your probationary period. And then we will get you. And I, so we got this whole conversation about the probationary period. I think I might be about halfway through the probation um, and I said, well, what direction am I, am I going in? Am I going in a good direction or a bad direction? And thank God she said a good direction. I said, because if I was going in a bad direction, please, I want to turn around <laughs> and go in the right direction. I guess I'm really trying to write things the way they would, they need them to be written. I mean, they really need them written a certain way. Um, and I'm trying to to meet these deadlines and I'm, and I'm, you know, and then the holidays are coming and there's just all these factors. It's, they're just constantly moving and changing. And that's part of this type of work that I really like as well. But, you know, so I'm sort of testing the waters. And so I don't want to just walk in and, and drop the gauntlet. However, I also feel like like it's sort of time wasted if I'm not honest. It's really sort of time wasted if I'm not honest. So I, I just want to go back a little bit. So so this mom, um, one week I had come and she was very, very upset I was there. She uh, didn't let me in the door and she uh, was just, just categorically upset I was there and was saying, you're not supposed to be here at this time. And, and I didn't know what to do. She goes, well, since you're here, just come in. And I sat down and she was visibly upset. Um, she, you know, this visit didn't go very well. And so, and I had all kinds of things going through my head. I could not figure it out. I really couldn't put the pieces together to find out what was going on, but all I knew was that something was going down here. 
and I didn't know what it was, but it didn't feel good to me and I felt manipulated and I didn't really like that. However, I didn't know the scope of my position to be one to say, okay, what's going on? This feels weird. Um, and so I ended up leaving and calling my supervisor and then my supervisor called somebody else. And then that person got back with the family. <laughs> So the next week I come, oh, I'm just so sorry that I hurt your feelings, is what she said. And, and proceeded to, to start this, what I perceive to be kind of, kind of, let's just call it happy hour. Happy hour, um, to put on a show for an hour of we're just one big happy family and and in between these I, I was still in training and I had asked my my coworker if I could go during one of her visits and in one of her visits uh, I'm really paying attention. I had a, I had an opportunity while they didn't realize that I was paying as much attention as I was because it looked like I was engaging with the children. I was really paying attention and, and dad <clears throat> was attempting to do a repair on the car. So dad ends up calling, calling, so you can hear mom on the phone. Well, you have to get the number, da, 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 da. You have to get that number. Well, how much is it going to cost? Well, you just have to get that number. And and hangs up. And then, you know, the call ends and and I'm and I'm really paying attention to what's going on here. Um so I make I make the observation that he cared enough to make a phone call while he was at the auto shop buying the part okay so he's trying to connect with his partner to make sure he's getting the right part so dad comes home with the part and and it it starts why did you get that one I don't understand why you got that one that one's not going to fit it's just not going to fit why, why did you get that one? I just don't know. Why Why would you even get that one? It's not the right number. Oh, see, look, it doesn't fit. And I, I understand for myself that I am just this incredibly over-the-top person about the way you say something and communication, the way that you talk to someone, the way you say it, the intentionality behind everything actually that we do. You can, you can cook an egg and tell your partner, I love you, or you can cook an egg and tell your partner, I hate you, And that egg may have different nutritional value. 
the whole time I've been working with this particular family, the elephant has been in the room that she has a style of communication that is incredibly hurtful to everyone around her. So yesterday at the visit, they made sure along with other things to make sure that I knew that, well, she's just part this and part that. So this is her pass to basically berating people when she speaks to them. This is her lifelong pass that because I'm this ethnicity, I have a pass to being a jerk. Everyone should understand me. Everyone should be okay with it, including my children. So at yesterday's visit, when everything was all dressed up, literally. But what was happening was the same way of speaking. Don't do it like that. Do it like this. That's not right. That's not right. Don't do it that way. You got to do it this way. To her little girl. She's a little girl. What we don't understand as as parents, oftentimes what I see as parents, caretakers, people who are with very, very young children, we don't understand that that becomes the voice in their head. She's sitting there as this tiny little thing looking up at mom and mom is speaking to her in a tone that sounds like, I hate you and you're stupid and why are you doing it that way? And, and it doesn't stop with our children. It starts, it, it's with each other. I was reminded today of, I was talking about my sister earlier and I, I have this other sister and we've had communication issues our whole life, she and I. And she is very, very constant. She was, she was, she learned about this personality test and I had taken this test several times and I couldn't even tell you what I am, but um, there's this one aspect in it where you can either be a thinker or a feeler. And my sister had, had hers had come out a thinker and she had made the conclusion that, that the reason why we were all having communication problems in our family was because every, all of us were feelers and she was a thinker. And the way that I interpreted that was, 
Okay, so she gets a pass on her her communication style because she is a thinker and not a feeler until she is a feeler because there are many, many times where her feelers are not doing so great. It's sort of like wanting our needs to be met, but not considering the needs of those around us, right? And so I sort of felt the same way with this. It was just sort of like this, you know, I mean, I'm just giving an example. I'm Irish, and so I can have a temper. I was born this way. This is just the way I am. Everybody just has to deal with it. It's like, do they? Do they have to deal with it? With your temper? So I say this with humility because I am Irish <laughs> and I do have a temper at times. And I apologize to my children. I tell them I'm sorry when I'm a jerk because I can be a jerk. I tell them I'm sorry. And then I there have been times where I've said, I, I pray I never do that again, but I cannot guarantee it. I said, but if I do this again, I will be sorry about it again because <laughs> I don't really want to be that way. I don't want to have a temper. But every once in a while, a situation gets the better of me. Like when I get burned, I hate getting burned. And then all these superlatives come out of my mouth. And my, my oldest son is very, very sensitive to sounds and loudness. And so getting back to my, my, my original you know, learning about myself in this, in this, uh, this um, position that I've been in for many years. See, I've been doing this type of work for many years. And for many years, I've had people like, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? Why are you here? And in in some ways, trying like having to prove myself to prove my worth. What am I doing there? Besides the fact that, that their day is changed because they have to to make clear that hour of that week. And so I did a little bit of investigating because besides the fact of having, you know, depending on what I'm going in, I feel very, very confident that when I walk in the door, they have they actually have an opportunity to have a different life. Because I have a well of knowledge with which to dip from. I have a lot of education, but it's not even the education It's the knowledge, it's the experience of working with people who are resistant. They're resistant. They don't see the need. 
everybody just adapt to me. And that is including a child who doesn't want to talk for one reason or another, or doesn't want to walk for one reason or another. And sometimes you can kind of see the dynamic in the house, which is something that I should not even be getting into. But, but at the moment, but my, but my, also my, me trying to, to flatten myself into absolutely nothing. To, to avoid any kind of conflict so as not to lose them. <laughs> I'll give you an example. I had coached this really incredible teacher. She was actually one of the best preschool teachers that I had ever coached. And she had said to me, like many times, I want you to be honest. I really, I want it. I want criticism. I want you to be really honest. And I walked a line. I walked a line with this person because I had gotten even just this little whiff one time where I had given her some feedback and she said, oh yes, in that I failed. And I cringed when she said it. And so I knew that I had to be very, very careful with this person because I didn't want to lose her because she was a really, really good teacher. And so I had been coaching her for a couple years and then this one time I suggested I had gone to an observation and I had given her honest feedback and she was pretty upset. I could tell she was very upset. So these people who present like this particular mother yesterday who said, I really want people to be honest. I want them to be brutally honest. These are the people that they cannot handle the truth. They can't. They can't. It is such a fine line. And so I've adapted, but almost to the point of in some ways being a little bit ineffective. a little bit ineffective, like I sort of notice, I sort of, I sort of have this way of, of maneuvering in a way and kind of pulling, pulling back when I can tell that it's not, they're not receptive. You know, like I'll give you an example, like there was this, this other mother that I've been working with and she she had an incident in her recovery and I 
basically I'm trying to get her to a place where she won't relapse if she gets in a stressful situation. And a stressful situation had been the reason why I had come into her home and she had relapsed. And I had asked her if if she, you know, basically this was the, her way of coping and she really backed away from it. Like, no, that's not how this went down. But the point of it is, is... Do I want my work to be impactful? Do I want my work to be impactful or do I not want to lose people? And it's sort of this fine line. So I sort of, it's sort of a dance. It's sort of a, a, let's just see how far I can go with this. But the mother yesterday a meeting is coming up where, you know, they won't be in our program very much longer conceivably. And so, and do I feel like they've quote unquote graduated? And the answer is no. I'm not entirely sure they've gotten a thing out of it. Out of, out of the time that our program has been in their home. I'm not sure they have. I but I was like orchestrating this this I wish I could send them this letter when I'm not involved. I wish I could be be brutally honest and tell them that I I pick up on everything. You're not hurting my feelings when you're a jerk to me, when you're trying to manipulate me when you're staging a scene for me you're not you're not hurting my feelings and the people that I'm concerned about in this are the children and the way that you speak to them the way that you are with them the way you pick them up put them down on the ground when they are babies when the the way that you hold them the way you change their diaper the way that you are when you rub lotion on their skin is impacting them their future the way you talk to your spouse person you claim to love, the way you care for them. Do you cook them breakfast? Do you make their coffee? Do you care about their dreams? Do you want to provide a safe place for them? A refuge from the storms outside of your home? Everything that we do has a ripple effect in the world. And it starts with our home. 
I want my, my family, my children to be happy. And I don't want to stand in the way of that. And so I'm careful. And when they were babies, I used to sing to them. I used to sing to them and I used, I made up little songs for all of them. And I just spent time with them. I read books to them. They knew unequivocally that their mother loved them, believed in them, was there for them, was going to be predictable for them. They knew how I was going to handle them. They could tell by the respect that I had for their space. And I'm not saying that I've done this perfectly because I haven't. There have been times where I've blown it and blown it colossally. But as a, as a whole, if you were to ask my children, does my mom love me? There's no doubt. Because I tell them every time I hang up the telephone. Every time they leave the house. I show them by lovingly folding their laundry, getting the stain out of that sweatshirt that's his favorite, getting the grass stains out of his soccer uniform, making sure that all of their favorite foods are in the house, making sure that my oldest son has enough money in his account to go and get McDonald's when he wants to. The fact that I'm here, I'm present, I'm active in their lives. They know they can call me if they need me. They know they can call me if they screwed up. They know they can call me if they screwed up. <laughs> And so I wish we all had Pollyanna lives, right? Really happy families. But I can say that it starts with one act. If, if when her life partner had come in with the part, she could have said, oh, Thank you so much for getting that. Let's see if it works. We can talk to each other in a nurturing manner. <laughs> it may take a little bit more effort in the beginning, but then it becomes a habit. Anyway, that is my podcast for the day. <laughs> I appreciate you guys listening. A little bit of notes from your in-home counselor. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and I will be back with other ideas. That's a wrap. <laughs>